Good afternoon, everyone. It's Danielle in Malaysia, your favorite wandering disciple. Um, I want to talk to you today about one of the first times that I was so deeply convicted by the Holy Spirit. I mean, just he wrecked me on this topic about just loving people with a sense of urgency. It's especially... um, it's especially a, a big matter in my life because as, as much as I travel, sometimes you only get one chance in your life to love someone who's, who's brought into your life. You get one chance to tell them about Jesus, one chance to love them, one chance to make a difference in their lives, and then they're gone forever and you never see them again. Um, but at the time, the story I want to tell you about, it was about 2014, the nearing of the end of the year, and I was living in Waikiki in Hawaii. Uh, I was still working at a restaurant, huge, huge place. Uh, it was about 400 employees, just a massive restaurant. And one night I left work. It was about midnight, 1 o'clock in the morning. I think it was my last shift uh, for the year because I was leaving for five weeks to go to my parents' house. 6,000 miles east on the east coast of the U.S. to spend Thanksgiving and Christmas with them. So on my last night, I'm walking home. It's late through the streets of Waikiki toward my house, and I pass a couple of bars on my way, and I hear, Danielle! yelled through the crowd. And I look down the street, and I'm thinking, oh, maybe they were talking to someone else. I'm just about to walk away when I hear, Danielle! And I'm like, what? So I walk down the street to find out who's calling me, and it's one of my former coworkers. Um, he was a cool guy, nice, had a lot of friends. Uh, he he lived on a boat. Uh, you could always find him out and about in town. But while we worked together, we weren't especially close. Uh, he was pretty different from me. And I, I, used to, I used to tell everyone, guys, I did not come to work for money. I came here for hugs. Uh, the money is purely incidental. And it was kind of a joke. I would just laugh about it. Um, and, and every time I would go to hug him, he would say something kind of naughty, like, ooh, you want me, don't you? And, you know, it was always something along that, those lines. And so, you know, sometimes when that's not the attention you want, you tend to to back away and just kind of distance yourself from people like that. And even though it was nice and we talked, we weren't close. Um, And then one day he quit and started working at a different place in town, and we didn't really see each other very often after that, except in bars or Waikiki's a tiny place. Um, But that night... um, He and one of his best friends were standing outside one of the clubs, and for some reason, I just dove into his arms and hugged him and would not let go. I couldn't let go. I I don't know. I, I don't know if it was just the Holy Spirit in me just wanted to hold him or what, but I held him for so long, and suddenly... I almost wanted to cry. I had this weird, weird, overwhelming feeling when I hugged him that night. And 
it had long since gotten awkward and I was still hugging him and I finally let go and we stood there talking for a minute to him and his friend and they were jolly like who knows if they'd been drinking or whatever but they were both in really good moods and we were just all you know talking trash like how you been what are you doing now you know um and so right as right as I went to leave I just jumped into his arms again and hugged him for a ridiculously long time and I said goodbye and we laughed and I walked home alone and the next day uh, they found his body he had hanged himself and it ripped my heart out he was a young guy, 32, just a punk kid like me, you know. Um, I, I remember I had a lot of time to think his death over. Someone had texted me early that day, right before I flew out, and I had a long 16-hour flight to think real hard about my life and his life and just life in general. And during that flight to my parents' house, I remember being just, just, just working it all out in my head, being so convicted. Like, on one hand, I would think, God, wasn't, wasn't there anyone who heard his cry who could have run to him and stopped him from doing that? You know, wasn't, wasn't there anyone who cared? Like, why did that have to happen? I don't know, I wasn't that close with him. I have no idea if he was hurting inside or if he was unhappy or what. What could possibly have caused that? But I just remember during that flight feeling like his blood was on my hands. You know, I had, I had worked with him for two years. We had worked, you know... We used to call it, we were working in the trenches, man. It was, oh man, that place we worked was kind of like war. It was just absolute chaos sometimes. And go, 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 and stress, and noisy, and you know, dishes breaking, and thousands of people just running through our lives that day, in and out. And, and you know, and I, I thought to myself, we worked side by side each other for two years and I, I never told him about Jesus. Never once. Instead, I, I, let, I let who he was and the way he treated me distance myself from him. Like, oh, he's, he's kind of a perv. I'll just keep my distance. But, you know, I, I think we should love those people even more. You know, basically, I was a, supposed to be a beacon of light in this dark mission field where I was sent, and I wasn't. You know, I, I know at the time that I was more concerned about what people thought of me, about getting tipped, about having a nice, easy day at work than I was about people's eternity. You know, and it, 
it crushed me. Like, I literally flew home to my parents feeling like a failure. I mean, the blackest failure that I could ever have imagined. I used to complain all the time to God, like, Lord, why did you send me to such a dark place? There aren't any Christians here. I'm all alone. And I remember one day he whispered to me, Why do you need anyone else when you have me? It, it definitely changed my attitude. And, uh, you know, it made sense why I couldn't let go of him that night. And to this day, I think it was the Holy Spirit just wanting to hold, to hold him for one last time. I think he just wanted to say goodbye. You know, but uh, how many people around us have been put into our lives where we hold inside of us the only hope for humanity? Like there, there is no hope for a single human being outside of a relationship with Christ. Only his salvation can save we, we literally have the hope of the world living inside of us, and what are we doing with it? People are dying and going to hell around us every single day. What are we doing to pull them out of the fire? Are we more afraid of getting losing our jobs, losing our friends, losing our respectability than we are about people going to hell? How much do you have to hate someone to not want to save their lives. I have a second part to this. Um, yeah, I know. We, we can't save everyone. I mean, you, can, you can lead someone. Well, even like that phrase, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. You know, you can... You can live a perfect life as an example in front of someone and you can tell them about Jesus, but it doesn't mean that they're going to believe. I know that. I do. But the thing that got to me is that I was so selfish that I didn't even give him a chance to reject Jesus because I was more concerned about being rejected myself. I was afraid of looking crazy, you know, losing friends, losing credibility. Oh, that weird Jesus girl. All she does is talk about love. Stay away from her. I think it, it is one of my greatest desires in this life. To me, more concerned about jerking souls out of hell, off, off the edges, who are teetering over the edge looking at hell, than, than I am about being concerned with having friends. Lord, just convict us. Convict us to be so in love with you that your love and your truth pours out of us everywhere we go. 
that our hearts are so broken for those who are lost that we will do anything, anything that it takes to be your love to them. Holy Spirit, just empower our lives. In the name of Jesus, amen.